the blood. You're gonna go watch Hostel with your mother, Saw. No, no human centipede with the fam. Nothing like uh, that. What a this is, uh... Hey everybody, welcome to another fantastic episode of Movie Toast Reviews. This week, Adam and I are bringing some fun stuff to you. How you doing today, buddy? I can't say i'm doing bad i'm uh, doing pretty good how about you nice not not bad man i do have to mention i apologize there is some construction going on on my street in front of my place so i i am sorry folks if you do hear some noise i've tried to take some precautions to deaden as much of that as i can if throughout the episode you hear little little bits of something i'm sorry it's 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 movie toaster it's life we, we gotta get this show out on thursday so we can't delay for construction in life we plow no, through right. it like tread. We're still bringing it to you, folks. We're bringing it to you. <laughs> so, Adam, yes. let's uh, let's dive right in. What do you what do you got up first for us, dude? All right. Uh, first up, I have Deathstroke: Knights and Dragons, the movie, starring the always enjoyable Michael Chiklis. Oh, badass! Yeah, the title alone gives me chills because it's so badass sounding. Knights and Dragons, the movie. This is an animated WB DC Comics movie, which in my eyes is. A high pedigree. I think oh, their damn, stuff yeah. is more enthralling and more badass and action and packed and intense than the DCEU live action movies. I don't know. That's oh hell opinion. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, man. They don't have to pull punches in the animated universe. It's so much more brutal. True. I feel like. Yeah. So this is about what happens with the fallout of Slade Wilson's wife finding out that he's secretly a deadly assassin named Deathstroke. To make matters worse, oh. this happens when his son's kidnapped by a league of assassins who want Deathstroke to join him in their evil gang. He denies them. He saves his son. However, in the act of doing that, he slices his son's jugular and makes his oh. son a mute. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's pretty intense. That's like a couple of minutes into the movie. It's like, fuck. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's, and he's like a little boy. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. So needless to say, his wife, she's pretty furious with him, and she divorces him and kind of asks him to keep his space and not talk to her or the son anymore. So the rest of the movie is kind of just the downside to all that and pretty much just Brutal. seeing him live with all this. And there's a bit more to it, but I don't want to spoil it for you guys because there's, there's more to the story, but I don't want to just get in there and fuck it all up on you guys. Sadly... I was let down by the film. The title of the movie alone got my hopes up. I thought maybe this is like a medieval Deathstroke time travel thing. Nah, it's just a reference to a bedtime story that Slade would read to his son. And oh. at one point his son's like, my dad's a knight. Nah, your dad's just a killer. Because oh, brutal. Okay. Deathstroke says, oh, I'm kind of a knight, son. Uh, yeah, so it, it, that kind of let me down. And the dialogue... It was kind of lackluster. It was like, who wrote this fucking movie? The plot was mm -hmm. convoluted. Sadly, Michael Chiklis's voice periodically changes because Slade Wilson is an Australian guy. So Chiklis is doing an Australian voice, but then his actual voice kind of shines through there a little oh, bit. And it shoot. comes and goes. And it's like, who's directing this movie? Fucking, I get that it sucks to tell Michael Chiklis to go back, but let's fix that a little bit. Damn, yeah. But- the upside, the animation's pretty badass. It's kind of like anime and kind of modern, sleek, and sexy looking. And okay. the action sequences are so intense and bloody and stylized. I can't, you can't go wrong with that. I really enjoy that aspect. And that's sadly all I can say about that movie. Um, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons is a red light in Interesting. my opinion. Yeah, shoot. I... Um... 
I'm not particularly like a f- big follower of the Deathstroke story or the comics. So mm. th- that alone wouldn't have been enough for me to just want to jump right in. But yeah, yeah, that's disappointing to hear because usually that's yeah. they have a pretty high, like you said, a pretty high standard for the uh, adult animated Warner Brothers features. So. Yeah, and the trailer looked really strong. I think I even told you, I'm like, oh man, there's this Deathstroke trailer. And I like Deathstroke. He's badass. I, I really enjoy his story, hmm. but apparently not this part of the story. Damn, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. What, what do you got up this week uh, for your first movie? Well, uh, the first one I'm bringing to the table is just kind of a random, a random watch we did the other night. It is a film called Dismissed, released Ooh. in 2017. Uh, it is kind of a suspense horror. Interesting, like, it seems to be a low-budget film that they, they wrote kind of in this, like, this is all the locations we have. Mm. We can't have any special effects, so what can we do? And I got to say, the film was rather entertaining for trying to fit it into this very narrow window of production. Nice. Um, yeah. It uh, tells the story of a student named Lucas Ward, new kid at the school, this teacher named uh, Mr. Butler. He's Mr. Butler's the main character. I, I, sorry, I apologize, folks. I kind of <laughs> did that the wrong direction. Mr. Butler's the main character at this, uh, at this high school. He's applying to be a professor where he can potentially get tenure and he's nice. locked down for life. That is his dream job. Uh, he gets this new student in his class, Lucas Ward, played by Dylan Sprouse. He's kind of uptight. He wears a suit to class. Hair is We're talking about the back. student here? The Wearing student. A suit? The wow. Student, yeah. He's the, he's, she showed up like as soon as the door is opened at school. He was there before every other student in the class introduces himself. And it's like, okay, he's an eager kid. He just wants to get good grades. He's very eloquent. Uh, he's arrived in the last semester mm-hmm. and he shows up on that first day with all of the homework and assignments from every class already done. Fully caught up for every teacher. So we're mainly following the perspective of Mr. Butler and his interactions with Lucas. At first, it seems pretty cool. Lucas is like, he's, again, this eager, intelligent student. Mm -hmm. He joins the chess club, which is uh, headed by Mr. Butler. Wow. And uh, things are moving along all right, but then he starts noticing some weird stuff about his assignments. Like, he kind of repeats some of the same he calls them SAT words. It's, it's like he starts to kind of repeat himself, although he turns in like a many hundred page report on, I forget what the topic was. He still, uh, he ended up giving him a B plus on the hmm. project, which would bring down his overall GPA. Uh-oh. And that's when you see Lucas start to crack up. He kind of starts set up, setting up some like suspicious situations and he starts fucking with Mr. Butler's life. And hmm. he's able to get to the college like election board and where he where he applied to become a professor and mm-hmm. they get him to deny his application so he's seriously fucking with his teacher's life wow overall. because oh, a b plus not even a b minus or a c no a b plus <laughs> so it brought so it would have brought his gpa down it then it then starts ramping up in some very interesting ways and again i don't want to don't want to spoil some of those moments because they are very worth working their way up to it does overall feel like and i mean this in the best possible of terms a a horror equivalent of kind of a hallmark movie oh. in that we don't it, it is only a handful of locations we don't need any special effects we kind of keep only seeing the same few characters even though it takes place at the school that's full of students and all this stuff and you know what it really doesn't bother me nice. it's it, it, it's a low budget ride but it's a good one I I was pleasantly surprised Dylan Sprouse plays Lucas the creepy student and I it's cheesy uh, he he plays it very on the nose of just like that kid that you know mm-hmm. showed up in the suits and slicked back hair and always had like he he takes a br- he carries around a briefcase instead of a backpack he's that yeah. kid i feel like everybody yeah. had one of those kids in their high school 
but he's that kid on a whole other level and it's entertaining to watch it's not like the most incredible performance you've ever seen but i think still one worth seeing because i've never seen this actor in this light before i've never got to see dylan sprouse be a creep on this level <laughs> and then uh, the actor playing mr butler kent osborne he actually is one of the head writers from the spongebob squarepants series no he shit wrote the first movie yeah no way and he uh, acts and he acts yeah he's wow. not in a whole lot of things but he stars in this movie that caught me off guard i kept seeing the guy it's like why do i feel like he looks familiar he kind of sounds familiar and i'm pretty sure he was in like a one of the live uh, live action cutaways mm. in SpongeBob at some point uh which he he actually voices many random bikini bottom citizens in that show <laughs> so fun fun imdb page to scroll through if you're feeling it. overall i thought it was it was a decent uh it was a decent viewing though not i'm not fr i wasn't freaking out to like come <laughs> scream at you guys about this film but if you're looking for something different to kind of fill the gaps how about this a, a horror movie that I think you can get more of the family on board with if they're not down for the slashers. It's not full of blood and guts. Okay. Um, so it's a contained, of, but it's more, is it more of a thriller or is it still a horror? It's still a horror. There's okay. some death threats. There's, there is a couple on-screen deaths uh, that, that happen. They're not crazy graphic. In fact, they don't even happen on screen. You just kind of see the dead bodies. So a lot of suggestion of bad things. There's some sexually suggestive scenes oh. uh, that are, one is suggested between a teacher and student. So if you're Love not that. keen on that kind of story, then I could see that kind of keeping you nerds. Away, it's not, it's not exploited too much. We, we get in and out of the moment really fast. So don't let that scare you away if that is a deciding factor. Overall, a yellow light. It's okay. like, I didn't, I didn't feel, I never felt like I wasted my time. It is not an incredible piece of filmmaking, but I, I, I think was a, a fun little watch. Uh, we caught it over on Hulu, I want to okay. say. The basic subscription there will, will get you into the movie. And it's what's about it called 87 again? minutes long. Dismissed. Dismissed. It came out 2017. Yeah, 87 minutes. So it's a not too long a view. You get in and out. Nice. Right? Yellow light. I think, I think not, a, not a bad watch. I like that. I like the movies that you can tell they were limited to what they have, but they make it work. I feel like so many movies yeah. overshoot what they want to do and they feel like they're pulling it off and it's really a detractor for the movies. So it's good to mm -hmm. hear that they still do make movies that they know their limitations and they stick to it and they really succeed. That That's nice. So what about uh, you, Adam? I'm, I'm pretty excited for what you got up to review today. Yeah, my movie's a little bit bloodier and more intense sounding than yours, which I'm not saying is a bad thing for yours or a good <laughs> thing for mine. Uh, I watched The Tax Collector. This is the new movie from writer-director David Ayer. You might know him from Training Day, End of Watch, Suicide nice. Squad, Bright. So many beloved movies. And I'm not saying Suicide Squad or Bright are beloved in my opinion, but <laughs> a lot of his movies are. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So... This movie stars a guy named Bobby Soto and Shia LaBeouf. They play two tax collectors, but they're nothing like your IRS tax collectors. They're, uh -oh. essentially, they're essentially two guys that go around and collect debts and fees from the scum of Southern California. Mm. They're two of the most feared men in town. That is oh, until shit. a new crime lord enters the mix. Luckily for them, the new crime lord knows how good they are at their jobs. So he offers to let the duo join him and work for him. Ultimately, it comes down to their decision and the consequences that come with it. I don't want to say whether they work for him or they don't work for him, because I think that's part of the movie that you should kind of oh, see yeah. on your own. we got to get, get on in that even Stevens action. Oh, yeah. You want to have that guy in your team. And it's weird. I feel like they were selling this movie more as like Shia LaBeouf is the star. He's kind of like the, 
second, third fiddle here, but he's still a pretty oh. powerful presence to. Oh, interesting. With. Yeah. That's funny because I feel, I feel like the ad campaign for it. Um, I, I agree. It does make it look like mm-hmm. it's more his movie. You think that was just a, a gimmick of theirs to try to get more? I want to be shocked, yeah, because this other guy, Bobby Soto, I don't know him from other things, but I bet he's in a lot. And he's like the big guy. He's the major Hmm. player here. And Shia LaBeouf's kind of the gun. He's a quiet but dangerous motherfucker who's got Bobby's back. That's badass. Yeah. It's a pretty intense movie. It's it's not perfect. It's a bit predictable and a little slow in a few areas, but is it well executed? I think it is. The acting is top-notch. Hell, this movie will make you think that George Lopez is a badass because George Lopez is in this. He was one of the top of the fucking crime lord families in Southern California. And it's like, I believe him. He's not just this goofy comedian. Um, Let's see. And not to mention the action and the gore. It's all spectacular and stylized. And it's a return to form for David Ayer, which is nice because after... Suicide Squad, he kind of got burnt, and a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people loved the movie Bright. I unfortunately didn't. So this is more like his grittier crime type movies, and in my opinion, the Tax Collector is a green light. You can rent it, you can buy it on all the VOD retailers. Uh, I got it over on Amazon Prime, and this is one of the movies I'm happy that I actually bought. And I think it's like fourteen bucks. It's pretty freaking good. Damn, awesome, man. Any oh. questions about it? Because I feel like I know you you were kind of in, intrigued by the movie. The, what intrigued me about it was it looks like it's kind of like that tone of uh, the Joaquin Phoenix movie I reviewed a few weeks ago, or back at this point, just a couple months ago. Uh, <laughs> I wish. Yeah, uh, it feels so long ago. Were you ever, oh, fuck. I forget the name. Were you we ever, on the night or were you ever there? Were you ever there? Yeah, it's something like that. That it's i i love those types of i hate to toss around gritty too much but that's the type of grittiness i really really dig mm. uh, in a movie not not just every frame is dark and yeah. every every actor is brooding but like you're left with questions and i i want to know mm-hmm. i i want to know deeper thoughts of the characters and not be allowed in you know i i like that kind of mystery and that's well it's a weird thing here like this guy bobby soto he is a family man. He's all about his family. And you see him with his wife and his kids. Uh, you see him at his niece's Kinsiera. And so you can kind of see the backstory of these guys. But then he just snaps into, I'm going to go fuck this motherfucker up. He owes us money. He shorted us. And he has a heart. Like at one point, some guy skims him like $20,000. And he's ready to go there and kill him and his entire family. And the guy's like, hey, I'm sorry. I know it's fucked up. I did that. But my son is in the hospital. He has cancer and I need this money to help. And this guy doesn't kill him. He gives his own $20,000 to call it even. And it's like, yeah, I wouldn't expect that. I thought shit was going to go down. Shia LaBeouf was ready to fucking put the gun in this guy's mouth and blow his reins out. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's just some of the action. That's the tamed action in this movie. And the episode you're talking about, the movie you're talking about, go back, check it out. It's called The Beard Sucked Me In. Really good a- episode, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, that was a solid episode. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't, I can't judge this to that, but I feel like they're probably in the same family, if I had a guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I am definitely going to give this one a shot. I know. I know you've, you've convinced me, Adam. Good. Hopefully I convinced the uh, people listening because this movie is pretty good. And I'm sorry if I'm 
overly selling it and maybe some people might be let down but in my opinion this is a solid green light please check it out Sweet. rent it anywhere you can buy it help 14 bucks that's that's a movie ticket right there guys and you own yeah, it yeah that's not bad yeah so what what else did you watch this week? ah well i'm gonna keep going with the uh the horror funk for a minute here all right this is this is one i i'm gonna say it right up front i enjoyed a hell of a lot more but it's a little more out there for some folks so let's let's hope you can digest it i got around to the 2019 version of child's play Ooh. now i i know it's 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 not met with a lot of positive feedback but i gotta say for a movie about a killer child's toy <laughs> i had a great fucking time for a movie about a killer child's toy i had a great fucking time nice. this is just a silly I mean, I, I was laughing through most mm-hmm. of the movie. I gotta be honest, it, it, it plays for the type of horror I really like and the type of comedy I like. It plays a lot more like a comedy. And I think that is honestly a lot of the reason why I like the movie so much. Now, there's a few plot things that you honestly gotta just let go. It's, th- these are objects murdering people that shouldn't be able to move around the way they do. <laughs> I appreciate this new age explanation. Instead of it being black magic, they tried to make it all toys and Bluetooth connectivity and it's all technology. It, it, this altered doll from a disgruntled worker in the factory making the dolls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can kind of get on board with that, but let's be honest, it's not a really grounded uh, explanation you can't actually explain away everything the doll's doing but can we talk about i i'm sorry i don't want to cut you off but i'm gonna because i'm a piece of shit like that the fact that the doll starts off with every intention to be a good guy a buddy oh yeah to, to the character and the the kid it's his best friend and then when he gets real friends he shoots the toy aside and I sympathize for this doll, and and they gave him yeah. a good backstory. The relationship that is cultivated between uh, Buddy and Andy, the Buddy's new owner, played by Gabriel Bateman, he I, I really liked what ended up happening because you genuinely feel for the both of them. It's like this kid, he's clearly having a rough time. You can see he's, he's not happy at home. He has his own personal struggles that he's constantly trying to overcome. And then he feels like he doesn't really get to make any friends. And mm-hmm. he, the boy actually gets to provide that. The, the fact that it is uh, so well designed that it actually gives him feedback and they, he can have little discussions and they play games together. And, but the toy is like a sponge. It soaks up everything going on around him. He sees discomfort and anger or pain being brought to Andy. Buddy thinks he has to step up and defend him. Mm-hmm. And at one point, fucking kills the family cat. And it's... And it Ooh. sucks because it's like, you know, it's coming and it's like, God damn it. No, don't do it. Don't do it. And then it happens and it's like, fuck, here's the turn. Yep. He, that was. Now you, now you know, he's a killer. In my review of this movie, that was the one problem I had with this movie, man. I could look past everything. But when you kill a fucking innocent animal, sure, the cat might have been a piece of shit to some people. But, oh, man, my heart. Broke. Oh, yeah. When he killed you... people, I was like, cool, whatever. <laughs> I can deal with that. But I can't. Right? The, the piece of shit boyfriend deserved mm-hmm. it. That, that was a great, that was a satisfying scene, if anything. Um, the, the, the scene of the, the head being wrapped like a present and getting <laughs> walked down the hall. I mean, you got to let that slide. I feel like if, if yeah. you're already that deep into a movie like that, it's like, of course, that. 
that thing is gonna stank like mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna smell there's no way when she held it in her hands she didn't immediately recognize the feeling <laughs> of like human flesh yeah uh, but it, it again it's it's if, if we're letting a child's toy run rampant and kill a shopping mall full of people then i i can let things like that slide it was a fun time Aubrey plaza i thought was a cool mom like i yeah I, I was a little distant to her playing the mom in the movie it's like really i don't think i'm gonna be able to take her seriously I thought it was awesome. She's she's just a young mother trying to fucking make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, trying to carve out her own corner of happiness in life in what it seems to be a pretty monotonous grind, trying to keep a roof over the head of her son, keep everyone fed, um, maybe not always making the best decisions, but you know what? She steps the fuck up when she oh, needs yeah. to. Mark Hamill. Oof. Holy shit. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. <laughs> I I love the fact that he got to be the voice of Chucky in this. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was great hearing him do the whole thing. It wasn't the least bit Joker or any other characters he's known for playing. I like that. I feel like we were just hearing the, this character's voice. And you know who else I really liked? Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Yes. Mike. The, the he cop. was awesome. He yeah. was so good. And he, the, he like, he too, I, I genuinely felt for him just trying to be a good person. Mm-hmm. He wants to help this kid he sees not having a great time. Even after seeing his mother killed, and for that brief moment, he thought the neighbor kid, uh, Andy, had done it. Yep. It, it clicks. He puts it together. He he ha- finds that moment where he realizes he didn't do it. But I really hoped it had built up. Now it gives it gives the obvious ending, of course. Like you can't start the first child's play and close the story. <laughs> you have to have the cliffhanger. And I'm I unfortunately I will have to take it back a review. If if you are at all gonna go back and see Dismissed, please uh, skip over the next little bit because I would like to talk about a little bit of the end because I watched these movies back to back, like one day after the other. Mm-hmm. The ending of Child's Play, I feel like you had to have that. You had to have the open-ended. Ooh. We need to We need to just, whether or not you even make a sequel, because I'm fine never, there never being a sequel. Well, it's funny but that I, you say that, because last week there was an article I read. The cinematographer is like, yeah, that was a really good movie. I don't know what's happening, why we're not making sequel. I hope they jump that in production. But at the same point, we still have the original Child's Play trilogy going. And now we're getting original Child's Play continuation series on sci-fi and, yeah. and uh, USA. I don't know what's going on, how there's two Child's Play universes happening at once. But I, I, When I was doing my research on this one, I did, I did notice something that was kind of confusing. And it seems like they did try to combine the worlds. That this one might actually still coexist a little bit with the original one somehow. Well, I, I know I, the uh, creator hates the thought of this. He he adamantly says he had they offered to let him come in and help and do anything, and he's like, no, my stuff is still thriving. And the cult of Chucky and um, the curse of Chucky, uh, really of Chucky, yeah. good movies. I in my opinion, like Child's Play always scared me as a kid. Man, it was the scariest <laughs> shit in the world, Fuck and. Yeah. My dad had a Chucky doll one time put in my bed when I got up to the go to the bathroom in the morning. Oh my God. Freaked me out forever, man. And like, but then I got over it. I'm like, I like these movies. And then they became more comedy as, as Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. I didn't like as much, but these later Chucky movies are really just pretty damn good horror movies. And it's a fun time. Yeah. And the fact that this movie stood on its own, I was really skeptical, but I'm like, fuck yes, this this should happen. Why not? Oh, absolutely. And I, I, sorry to just to take it back to where I was going with it. Oh, yes, sorry. Why why I liked the end of that, and I like, it gives you the classic open-ended ending of 
the the monster is still alive you know mm -hmm. i i like we for a brief moment you think you're safe and then you got to have that quick shot you have to have that quick little piece of evidence of oh no we're not out of the woods yet this is something that i wish dismissed did and didn't do mm. that one i i thought i saw a really cool ending coming and then it gave you a really softball Nope, everything's happily ever after. The, the kid's locked up. Every, every, everyone's safe. Everyone's fine. I think he should have stayed a step ahead. Uh, just missed an opportunity where they could have taken the classic horror route and they should have had the one thing that then kept him out in the open. Just like, I love the way Good Boy ended, mm. where it's, at the end of the day, it still looked like the dog's owner is the one that went crazy, not Ruben himself. But Child's Play, awesome. I, I'm going to give it a green light. I had a great fucking time watching it. It is just, it's a silly, good horror movie. Mm -hmm. um, where there are other horror movies, I will give a green light to for different reasons where they are just so finely crafted and well executed. This one is not that, it is just a fun time. It is yes. just meant to be a hap happy <laughs> murder <laughs> doll. It is meant to be a comedic and entertaining experience that I thoroughly enjoyed. And that is my child's play. That That is my child's play review by Dennis. I am very pumped for this next one, Adam. Would you care to take over the next review, sir? What if I just said no? What if I'm like, nah, I don't want to fucking talk okay. about this. We're done. Movie. It's over. We're, we're done. Close up shop, child's play, all those other movies. Go watch them. No, no, I'll <laughs> tell you about so mine. Sad. <laughs> Especially since we both watched the movie that we're going to close out the show with. Um, Yeah, so... I watched another brand new movie. All my movies this week were brand new and I'm proud of myself for that because I have nothing else going on. I can waste money and time on movies apparently. So yeah, I watched an American pickle and this is the movie starring Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen. It's about a Jewish immigrant who flees to America. While he's in America, he gets a job at a pickle factory where he's paid for killing mice that are running around the factory he gets paid per mouse and that's a step up from what he did in his country which was digging ditches it literally starts off hilarious it starts off with a voiceover of him saying i live in blah 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 and i'm a ditch digger it could be better i'm doing a bad he does this very good old <laughs> jewish accent um and pretty much we see him digging ditches and his shovel breaks on each ditch he makes and at one point oh my it doesn't break but something else goes horribly awry on him so he ends up meeting a girl in his country and they both share their dreams with one another her dream is to have enough money to have a gravestone with her name on it a plaque oh on her grave. my god <laughs> if you think that's quite the fucking thing his dream is to have enough money to drink a seltzered water. Oh my God, that's yeah. so sad. Okay. So they save up enough money and escape all the terrible things that are going on in their country and come to America. And when in, they're in America, like I said, he works at a pickle company killing mice on the ground. <laughs> and at one point he's up in like a rafter, a rafter and there's a bunch of rats and he's like, fuck this, I'm not going over there. Then he turns to another side and there's more rats coming and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> and then they're, kind of coming in on him and like then they get him on the edge of like the fucking rafter and they're charging him and he falls in a vat of pickles and nobody sees it nobody hears it oh. and then a guy runs out and he's like the factory has been closed down and they come in and they put a little wooden cover over the pickle vat and the factory closes up shop forever and then we cut a hundred years later there's some kids flying a drone and it goes in the factory and taps the cover of the pickle vat and then he comes out alive looking just like he did a hundred years ago <laughs> and 
deserve. Yeah. And it's funny because then like scientists are now giving briefings on him being like, yes, he survived the pickling process. And you know, <laughs> you still have his voiceover going on. And he's like, and then the scientists explained how it all works. And everyone seemed pretty happy. And as he's saying that, they are starting to talk, and then his voiceover kicks in, so you don't hear what they say, <laughs> and you see all the reporters shaking their heads. And one's That's like, "Brilliant, yeah, I do like that answer." And then he meets his only living relative, which is his great grandson, who looks exactly like him, except he doesn't have a grizzly beard like his uh, great grandfather. <laughs> At first, they're kind of jazzed and they're having fun. He's showing him all around New York and showing him everything that's changed. And he, once they get back to his house, he's like, oh, is there anything I could offer you? Would you like any water, this or that? He's like, no. And then he's like, uh, could I at least give you a seltzer? And the great grandfather lights up. He's like, <laughs> you have seltzer? So like, oh, I got seltzer for days, son. He's like, check this out. I got a seltzer maker. And like, oh my God. And then he gives him a sip of it and he, he, his whole life changes. And he's like, oh my God, you must be successful and rich. and He's like, no, nah, I'm just living a regular life. And, and like, so everything looks good. They, he shows them what music is now that you can have it coming from Siri. And things are going oh, pretty shit. good. And he's like, I'd like to go visit my wife's grave plot. And, they, and Seth Rogen comes up. I say Seth Rogen. The grandson comes up with excuses why he doesn't want to go and everything. But eventually he breaks and they go. And it turns out it's really a terrible, old, dilapidated area that's being run down. Oh, and it's sad, but at least this man gets some closure seeing his wife. And as they're leaving, there's a billboard being put up of like a German vodka. And he's like, what is that? And he's like, oh, that's just a vanilla vodka ad they're putting up. And he freaks out. He gets mad. And he sees the guys putting him up. And he's like, I would like you to stop putting it up or else I will have to fight you. And they're like, sorry, we're just doing our job. And then he literally gets in a fight with these guys. And then Seth Rogen has to go and stop him. They get arrested, and that ruins everything for the grand, great-grandson. The great-grandson has been working on an app, and he finally is about to present it, and he goes in to talk to, with the man. And the man's like, unfortunately, with the background search, with your arrest oh, no. record, we're not able to give you any money. And the fact is, this app is about doing like good things, like philanthropy and being a good person. And he just got arrested. So that sets him off. And these two oh, then shit. don't see eye to eye. The great-grandfather's like, you need to do something with your life. I have a dream. Why don't we open a pickle factory together? And the great-grandson's like, no, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're dumb. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a pickle empire, and I'm going to buy that plot of land that my wife is buried on, and I'm going to get rid of that fucking billboard. And so the great-grandfather leaves. He goes, he's homeless, but he goes and gets, like, jars, zucchini, or whatever you make pickles out of. Cu out cucumbers. Of a dumpster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gets some, oh, get shit. cucumbers out of a dumpster. Rainwater fills in. He pours, like, salt and stuff. And he starts selling these on the streets, I want to say in Williamsburg. So all the hipsters love him. He becomes a uh. big phenom. And <laughs> pretty much his great-grandson is seeing all this success. And he's, he's just so angry about this. And I went way much further than I planned on saying here. But um, needless to say, it's just a crazy cat-and-mouse story here. The great-grandson wants to do everything he can to screw over his great-grandfather. 
and it becomes kind of cartoon-like to me. It's a very funny movie. It surprised me so much. After I watched the trailer, I thought this was going to be like a Woody Harrelson, very genre, oh, Woody, yeah, dark. Yeah. I thought it was going to be something completely different. But yeah. I laugh my ass off from start to finish of this movie. I'm However, nice. the sad part is, if you can get past the human pickling concept, that's cool. But to me, like I said, it feels kind of cartoony, like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. And that takes oh. me out a little bit. The story doesn't feel cinematic and it doesn't feel like a full-fledged feature film to me. It feels like things just kind of happen sporadically and quickly, oh, shit. unrealistic. Wow. Uh, but it's refreshingly upbeat and it's heartwarming. It's the type of movie that we need right now in the world like in this shitty hellscape that we live in right now. It's nice to have chuckles. Oh, nice. If you can get past the sheer madness and goofiness, I think it's worth a watch. I'd say American Pickle over on HBO Max is a yellow light. Check it out when you get a chance. I wouldn't say you got to flock to HBO Max if you don't have it right now. Give it a little bit of time until they get more you might want to watch. But check it out. It's a funny little movie. Oh, nice, man. I was very intrigued about what you were going to say about this film because I was very much looking forward to it. And I, too, thought it was going to be just based on the advertising a little more of a like a heartwarming tale although it still sounds like it is but i thought it was gonna lean a lot heavier that direction yeah but apparently it's a little more classic a little more classic rogan maybe yeah a little bit it's it's tamed and not over the top like okay gross out humor it's more childish like which isn't a bad okay. thing yeah sure. oh sure no you know what like you said honestly once in a while that's exactly the type of thing I just want to fucking bathe in. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I want something that silly, that, that just kind of, I want to laugh so hard. I forget about everything going on for just, just a minute. You and, know? You will. and this is a quick movie. I think it's under an hour and a half. And like you said, oh, with wow. the Hulu movie that you reviewed, it's a movie you can watch with the whole family. It's not a, there's not sex oh, nice. stuff. It's a, it's a movie the whole family can gather around and watch. He's not all dicks and poop and. No, no, barely okay. none of that, that I can really recall. Oh wow! Yeah, damn. Okay, yeah. interesting. I still still intrigued. Me, you know, maybe it's, my my enthusiasm is slightly slightly diminished. <laughs> but I will say, it, he does a very good job at being two different characters. The voice That's is cool. different. He pulls that off, and it's not a bad movie. It's just like I said, a little too broad for me. I think is my okay. Opinion. Okay. So yeah. it's definitely worth the watch, but I don't say you gotta check it out right away. It's it's a good movie, but nice, we watched man. something that. Isn't a comedy. We both watched the movie. Dennis, you want to talk about that? Yeah. I, you know what? I, I'm very, this, you know, like with every other review, every other week, and even this episode, I am very curious to see what you have to say about it. But mm -hmm. to go along with your mention of a, a timely movie or something we need right now, here's one that I think very much fits that bill The Speed Cubers on Netflix, which just mm -hmm. released uh, two, three weeks ago. It, it's fairly recent. I want to say this last month at the very least. It was dropped onto the Netflix. It is a quick uh, 39, 40 minute documentary about two competitors in the world of top competitive Rubik's Cube solving. <laughs> and as ridiculous as solving a Rubik's Cube as fast as you can sounds, man, if you have not seen the speed that some mm -hmm. of these people can do this, with their feet, there's people who fucking competitively solve these things with their feet. Blindfolded? 
blindfolded and within then multiple- minutes seconds like eight oh, seconds Jesus. under 10 seconds my god it's mind-bending it's so th- this particular story though is going to follow two of the world's best uh, mm-hmm. speed cubers one of them has been like the reigning champion for like 10 years yes he's held the record multiple times felix oh i'm sorry sir i'm sorry felix i don't remember your last that's name. okay i don't need a cool one well but felix uh our main character, Felix, that uh, coming out of Australia, mm-hmm. is he was one of the top competitors. When he first started getting into it, he just started knocking records down <laughs> left and right. And he started getting uh, attention around the world. He started going on talk shows and stuff. He was solving three by, the classic three by three Rubik's Cube in under 10 seconds as like a 10 year old boy mm-hmm. and really took the speed cubing world by storm i suppose it is interesting it's clearly something that is taken over by usually younger people which makes sense that kind of finger yeah. dexterity and that that was all well and interesting like it's cool to kind of see just to kind of see someone who's very good at something like that is just fascinating to me in a short dose but for sure what i found really interesting was our other competitor uh, max park Yes. That was the story that I think really That's started the heart to of the up. movie, I think. The heart yes. of the documentary. Definitely. So uh, Max is someone who kind of has, uh, what, what is it, more? He has autism. Autism, he, sorry. They, they, found, they found at a young age, so, you know, something, something was off, and they had to start, uh, they started taking him to doctors just to see what was going on until he was finally diagnosed with autism by about age three, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, but the crazy thing is, when he was two, he was doing, like, these Rubik's cubes, and that's always kept his attention. Am I am I wrong? I think they said. No, yeah, that was it. In yeah. fact, he he actually had very very poor finger dexterity, and um, they noticed he had a really hard time uh, manipulating his fingers until mm-hmm. his mother handed him a Rubik's cube. She looked up how to solve it, and over time, just started showing him how to play with it, and he just was enamored with the thing. Yeah, and that's all he would focus on, and. It gave his parents hope. They're like, oh my God, this is something he's taking to and something that really led him down a path they could never fathom. And they became people who just supported and loved every second of it. They pretty much gave up their life to take him around and qualify and go on all these tournaments and yeah that that moment of what they showed some footage of the first uh, Rubik's Cube competition they went to where one of the, they said one of kind of the hallmarks of, um, autism is that the concept of pointing is 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 kind of abstract and it's kind of tough to wrap your mind around and when they were in this environment they thought he he might have a hard time he may not uh sit well with being surrounded by all this uh input all this activity Mm -hmm. but he took to it so he was so excited he starts pointing to the other competitors he starts uh dropping he starts naming who they are and saying what their times are and he's just so genuinely excited about being a part of this event and even when he loses which doesn't happen often he'll go over and congratulate the other competitors and he's genuinely happy for him and like he's he feels bad about himself but he's genuinely a good guy man yeah and then the the bond starts to form between Between felix and him yeah uh felix and max obviously start coming up in competitions felix took notice of this guy max who just started annihilating his records and Mm -hmm. just started catching up to him out of nowhere and Max saw Felix as he's the guy to beat. I, yes. I got to go knock down the top guy in the world. But not, 
not out of rage. Not in a malicious. Anger. Yeah, it's yes. in a genuine. This guy is the best of the best. Yeah. I want to be on his level. And when he ended up knocking Max, uh, when Max ended up knocking Felix's record down, first thing Felix did before they even met got on like a Skype call and congratulated him. He was happy. That's the thing. In most com- competitions, I feel like people always shit talk and they're angry. These two guys bonded over the fact that they're both that yeah, good. Yeah, it was that that was a beautiful story to watch unfold of just seeing uh how how you can interact with one another. We can you can have competing goals. You, you can know, you know, people running in the same direction like that who still need to come out ahead of the other. You can still be a human being. You can still mm-hmm. be a good fucking person. And I loved the that message that they were getting out here. Uh, so someone who is fighting an uphill battle their whole life, they can still be the best in the world <laughs> at something. Like that, it was such a positive and uplifting story. That that moment when, what really, and I got I got to be honest, I just lost it. I was bawling when they both lost. Oh man, you spoiled it. But yes. Yes, I know. I, I, that happened. Yeah, it's they, they, yeah, there is. Yeah, they, I, it's it's not quite the end of the the, the documentary, but man, it, did that give me the feels? I I had mm-hmm. to. I thought it was only worth mentioning because I I didn't. I went into it expecting to see this cute little thing of like, mm-hmm. oh, we get to watch these kids solve Rubik's cubes. <laughs> I did not expect to feel mm-hmm. so much, and I don't think I could green light this thing enough at least for for my for my own view it it was was really quick really quick it went by fast but you got so much out of it it felt really good i agree agree with you it did feel really really good and like we're talking max lost and he went over congratulated his competitor and found out that felix lost and all he could say to his mother was felix didn't win i feel so bad for him i hope he's okay and felix comes over and he's like Max, dude, you killed it. You did awesome. You're still one of the top competitors. And just the admiration they had for each other. And, oh, yeah. oh man, it's so uplifting. Even, even right now, just thinking, I'm starting to feel something. <laughs> unfortunately like, for me, it kind of, it didn't, it didn't really keep my interest a lot of the time. Like, I feel weird saying it. Like, I love that story behind these two guys. But uh-huh. something about it kept pulling me. I was a little bored. I was checking the counter. I was like, when's this movie going to end? And like, it's a weird time. I feel like what really messed me up is it's 40 minutes. It's not a 10, 15 minute doc. It's not a half an hour. Mm-hmm. It's not an hour. I feel like the time limit really screwed me up. Cause then they go into the trailer, not the trailer. Then they go into the credits and they're like, here's a bunch of facts, but we're not going to show you any of this. I'm like, no, I want to see all that stuff happen. That might have oh, yeah. made it more interesting for me. So I'm going to give it a yellow light, not because I hated it, just because it gave me weird mixed emotions of, I was kind of bored, but I really did enjoy the story and it was uplifting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I could, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I will make note. It wasn't what I was expected, just given kind of the pitch of it without going into the trailer. Like if you just saw a brief description, the, the, the one line synopsis, or you just saw the, the, the title of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to kind of just assume, at least the most people might assume that this is just about Rubik's cubes or people just solving the fact. Like, and, and the, the, the time does kind of lead to a funky, like it feels like an hour special. Yeah. And the, the time frame is like, it is missing the commercials. 
you know like mm-hmm. it has those gaps almost there isn't there isn't like a commercial break edit anywhere but i feel like i could see where that could have been inserted i almost feel like this might have been made for something specific with that in mind yeah because of, because of this uh the minute mark it does have so i i totally i totally could see that and the the, the pacing is definitely something heavy it's I, I could see this being like a TLC channel special mm-hmm. or one of those type of human stories. And it that that part really is what rung out to me. But, but. that's the only thing. If it didn't have the whole uh, Felix Max storyline, which I is essentially the whole movie, I wouldn't have cared. But when they were oh, showing sure. other things, I'm like, I don't care about this. I want more of these guys together and I want more of their story. It's like I could watch a whole documentary series on these guys, and I'd like it. I think. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be very interesting, actually. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I would like to see a lot of the, you know, if the the their, for instance, just their career path would mm-hmm. be interesting, just to see the whole, which they do they do cover, and it but it moves kind of quick. I I too would like to hear more of that story, and then more of what's happening now. Like is yeah. Uh, is Max not not Max? Is Felix still able to kind of keep up with the the speed now? Can can given his age mm-hmm. that he is a few years older than Max, that uh, he's starting to slip out of that competitive the competitive age. And group. that's another thing they talked about. Like this can't be a job. It's not a job. I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. And then later they're like, oh, he became an accountant or something. I'm like, ah, oh, nice. He, he bounced back. He's st- yeah, yeah. It it does it does tie up a lot of those ends, but and then like you say, the the solid, good, fluttery, happy happy endings are all in the kind of closing credit mm-hmm. sequence, which it's apparent. Yeah, they they picked up some information as they were finishing the edit and tossed in a few more tidbits for you uh, yeah. at the end. But I agree, it would have been nice if that was all cohesive up into the movie, not just tacked onto the end. But I think that would have made it stronger for me. It would, yeah, I agree. I agree. Still, not a terrible movie. It's an uplifting time. If you got 40 minutes, who doesn't have 40 minutes nowadays in life? Check it out. Yeah, I still think um, it is It is worth a just, just something to brighten your day. So, something to kind of turn around to maybe a dark thought. Like, I, I, I just felt good after watching it. Yeah, so that's uh, Speed Cubers. You can find that on Netflix. A green and yellow light respectively from Adam and I each that yeah. uh, that was an interesting film for sure you know what oh, else man. is interesting about this podcast you were afraid there was going to be construction I didn't hear a peep in your end there we go but my computer overheated and I had to come inside my house and you can hear dogs barking and stuff so I am very sorry about that it's just funny how I didn't hear any dogs bark you're fine man <laughs> so like always guys please come check us out on social media we're at Twitter Instagram Facebook discord reddit i already said reddit i think all that movie underscore toast and we're on twitch every sunday night doing a live movie news show that's at movie toast news and reviews and we post that over on youtube same name movie toast news and reviews please check us out subscribe and for this podcast please go and auto subscribe and auto download leave us some reviews some comments we want to hear from you guys get get at us please oh yeah absolutely and i really really want to stress the coming over to the live news show love to chat with you guys mm. get that live feedback we just want to share some stories with you and then let us know what you want to hear too that's that's really the the highlight of it we could we could chat some more about a subject you might have found more interesting that we kind of brushed past so yeah or you, you guys might have something that we didn't even pick up on and you're like hey do you hear about this and we're like fuck let's talk about that right now on the show 
They Hell can yeah. go anywhere. It's fun interaction with the audience, guys. Absolutely. Well, I think, I think we've made it there, man. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Absolutely. I love you, Toasters. Thank you for I, making I, it this far. I like you guys a lot. I, I don't know you enough to say I love you guys, but I, I admire you all. Thank you. Okay, that's just the bond we have, folks. <laughs> you, you, you know how it is. You know how it is. You got to earn the Adam Trust. We're yeah. almost there, though. <laughs> well, stay safe, everybody. And, of course, stay toasted.